0: Hello and welcome to Better Living, a show about the people and organizations that make an impact in our area. I'm your host, Nick Carismi. Two groups in studio this morning. Coming up later in the show, Josh Graham will join me to talk about his organization, Medal for Valor, which brings together veterans and cars. Very cool group. We're going to start off with Deborah Jung. She's the founder and executive director of Kids Who Care, musical theater company. How are you doing today?
1: I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. Thank you so much
0: for joining me. I always get my guests through recommendations. The uh, good folks over at Cuisine for Healing hooked me up with you. They gave me yeah. two recommendations. You're number two. Yay. I'm glad that you're here.
1: <laughs> I wasn't number one. Oh, I have to call Lori. No, no, no. You
0: just, <laughs> you, you, it was scheduling-wise. <laughs> okay. Uh, just, brothers, just, brothers Keepers beat you here.
1: Okay. Well, I know all these people, so I'll be calling them okay. on my way
0: out. <laughs> you can give them a hard time. I don't know them well enough yet to give them a hard time so you can do that for me. I can do it. I can do it. Okay. You drove all the way in from Fort Worth. I really appreciate it. We've got a lot to talk about today Mm -hmm. about uh, what you're doing for the Fort Worth arts community and also for kids, not only in Fort Worth, but also internationally, which uh, I'm very interested in. So let's just kind of get straight to the point. What is Kids Who Care?
1: Well, as a client looking at us, we're a musical theater production company, but obviously with a name like Kids Who Care, it's more than that. Um, at the heart of who we are, we're creating a place where a child, a child's creative brain grows and evolves, and they discover why they were born, what they were meant to do. So at the end of the day for us, if we can teach you how to think creatively, and we use musical theater to do that, you can design a bridge You can build a company. You can be on the air. You can do all kinds of things. But if you don't learn to think creatively, you're just going to do what someone taught you how to do that they knew yesterday. So we're a combination of the arts and entrepreneur leadership. And we're really a hybrid of all the things I love about theater because this is what I've been doing as a full career for 42 years or so.
0: You started this in roughly 1989, I think. Yeah. You said maybe something in '80s. 80... Did it start in '87? And then what
1: happened was in '87, I finished. I was on stage full time, so I finished my full time gig and did Shakespeare in the Park. And then there was this sweet spot in July. And I created a musical theater camp, so to speak, uh, for a couple of summers just in my church basement because I knew what happened to me as a professional actor when I had access Mm. to that extraordinary experience of summer stock, working really hard, really fast, what happens. So I wanted kids to experience that. So I just did it as this thing in the summer. Eighty-seven, eighty-eight, in nineteen eighty-nine, I decided we needed a proper theater, and my life was in the middle of the cultural district. So I just went up the street to the Scott Theater, uh, asked if we could use their stage, and they said, "Yeah, I mean, the building's dark until the evenings." And so Bill Garber allowed us to come bring it to the Scott Theater in 1989, and then what happens is a tipping point I wasn't looking for. I wasn't trying to build a new company. What happened happened to us because of of the combination of things that summer.
0: So you started this off as an organization that is just going to help kids to learn acting and yeah, I mean, what I was,
1: I was a full-time professional actress, and so I was on stage nine months out of the year in musical theater doing Shakespeare every summer. So I had this combination of Winnie the Pooh. It was a children's playhouse, Winnie the Pooh and Hamlet. I mean, it's the best life ever. And I Talk watched about, uh,
0: both sides of the spectrum. Gra- there. Well, yeah, it's which great. is
1: kids who care. It's Winnie the Pooh. It is Disney meets. A Hallmark Hall of Fame meets the Muppets, meets Peter Paul and Mary. And some people don't even know who Peter Paul and Mary is. So there you go. <laughs> have to change that. I have to change You're that. You gotta update that. Yeah, uh- I do. So, you know, it's, it's all the things I adored about theater. Um, and so what I wanted to do was give kids this jolt in the middle of the summer to work hard on a production. And we just called everybody I knew and said, We have a show. Can we come? And it was free. Who wouldn't say yes? Sure. And I had a certain amount of not- notoriety because I was on stage full time. So they go, oh, yeah, that woman that was the very godmother last month, she called. She has a theater company. So it was this magical thing that at my soul, I knew if a child could experience that their life would change in terms of their confidence and their joy, and it just changes you as a person to have that kind of experience.
0: Now, where did you decide to amplify this organization's reach and what they're doing for kids? You you had a lot on your hands just teaching kids musical theater, yeah. but then you decided to add this entrepreneurial uh, aspect and, uh, and a, the international a learning component, and then we're, br- we're not even getting to the international. Not even there side yet. yet. Okay.
1: So, the, inter- the entrepreneurship happened because once Kids Who Care was an entity and it wasn't just a summer camp, we had um, a touring company. So, uh, currently, the touring company has 49 kids, first through 12th grade. And the touring company traveled to places like New York and Chicago and DC. And we were in New York. We had just finished a tour, and uh, we're in Grand Central Station. And this beautiful young woman came up and asked us, "Who we? Who are you?" Which I thought was weird. We're in New York. How? Do, why do we look weird? <laughs>
0: I went. I did, I went, uh, the first time I went to New York, it was Halloween, and going up, I was like, this is going to be so much fun, it's going to be so great, it's terrible, because you can't tell who's insane on the subway, (laughs) and who's actually dressed up for Halloween. That is real,
1: that is real, and I adore New York, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking, we're a bunch of kids from Texas, why are you even interested, but we aren't normal, it's first through twelfth grade, so we aren't a choir, and we're not, what are you, so she came up and asked, and we sang a cappella of course you should, in Grand Central Mm -hmm. Station, found out she was Peter, Paul, and Mary's personal manager. And she went, aha, Uh, I'm going to Aspen. I'll see Peter Yarrow. I need to tell him about you. So I went home and thought, what is different? I mean, I'm just thinking, yeah, we're, we're these amazing children. But what I hadn't really cataloged was that I was teaching them how to think like business people. How do you shake somebody's hand? Do you look them in the eye? Do you know which fork to use when we go to a restaurant? It wasn't, yes, musical theater is my soul because Mm -hmm. I'm a full-time director and I was an actress before that. But at the end of the day, who you are as a business person matters to me. And so we didn't realize that we were doing it. So I came home and designed what is now Kid Power Leadership. It's 26 years old. It is defining how we see power. It's teaching our value systems. It's retaining a culture inside our company that values a 5-year-old and a 75-year-old. And if you're 25, okay, fine. But it has at its soul the great way to create ideas to action to reality. And so we just named it. And once we named it, then it becomes an org chart and a system. And once it succeeded with the kids— I started using it with my board of directors, and they were like, oh, dear God, we had no idea. So that's what you're thinking. So it's now this full-fledged, it's like the Disney Institute. We uh, not only train our board and our children and our staff in Kid Power Leadership, we also go to other boards of directors and other entities because they're saying, what, what is different about those children I just saw perform? Uh, it's a way to work together how to be kind to each other, how to get great results and not lose people in the the process.
0: I don't feel like this stuff is taught in the arts at all. You are taught how to do your art, whether it's sculpting. Or painting, or singing, Agreed. or acting. You don't ever get away from anything other than that. No contract negotiation, no dinner meeting to try and get that gig. Yeah, uh, no interview. I certainly never got any of that kind of training for radio. That's something yeah. you have to learn on your own. Mm-hmm. So did your personal experiences as an actress push you to want to teach these things Actually, to these kids? what it was. was like, you know what, if I would have learned this when I was younger, I could have done this and that. And it would have been so much easier. It, its It's... You don't have to hose such a heavy road.
1: Well, and you learn the bottom line matters and how much is a towel when you get out the first time and you're in an apartment. I naturally (laughs) was bent that way because my dad was a real estate broker and my granddad before him and Euless before DFW was had become one huge thing. And so I grew up in an entrepreneur's office. I grew up in this real estate office where I was learning to answer the phone and, no, you have to take their number. No, really, you have to say, may I ask who's calling? And learning how to operate inside a business, my dad created several small business businesses when we were in middle school and high school to practice with. So we would call on Henry S. Miller, real estate broker, and and my dad had a plane and he had taken aerial pictures of the area and I was, we were selling. Would you like a slide to see the piece of land you're about to sell? So I was in Henry S. Miller's boardroom presenting this set of slides before we had things like Google and convincing these brokers they should purchase these slides from me. And so I didn't think anything about it at the time, but what happened was my dad was teaching me how you take an idea and and make a living. Yeah. And so for the kids that are inside our company, I don't really, I really don't care that you become an artist. I just care that you know how to think. And yet I'm really serious about my art. I mean, when we opened Peter Pan, this is not kid stuff. We have the top lighting designer. He was in Sydney, Australia last week. He's designing for us this summer. We have, the top, we have the top everything that I know we should have because I'm an artist, and I know you have to have great people around you, so we don't dumb it down. But at the end of the day, if you're going to be a botanist, you already know it for. The kids are already saying to me, yeah, I'm going to be a chef. You already know what you want to be. Mm. So we're tapping into when a kid shows up in our hallways, great, we're going to do Peter Pan. Now, tell me what you really want to do in life. Let's catalog it. Now, while we're doing Peter Pan, what are all the things I can teach you along the way? So we're turning out these really genius children. Now they're in their 40s, some of them. Yeah. And they're social activists and they're philanthropists, and they end up in companies that don't really care about them, and that feels weird to them. So they go find a company that cares about them, or they start one. So, uh, I mean, because of computers and the age of computers, it's fun now to start uh, developing outcome measurements. So I'll come see you in 10 years and tell you the outcome measurements. You know, how many of these kids really are changing the world? Because we tell them from the beginning, you can change the world, but we're going to show you how to take it, take your idea, and make it happen.
0: Deborah Jung is the founder, executive director, artistic director yeah. for the <laughs> Kids Who Care Musical Theater Company, their website, kidswhocare.org. Uh, I- I'm torn here because there's about a billion different things to talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out where we should go first. Let's talk about the actual company itself okay. because I'm I'm kind of shocked at how big it is. Mm-hmm. It's a large company of kids, huge mm-hmm. uh, range in ages, and I'm mm-hmm. also very interested in touring. You guys tour yeah. a
1: lot. We tour a lot. This is what's great in. The very first summer, we produced a piece called Free to Be You and Me. Marlo Thomas did it. It was a PBS special. It was a whole bunch of kids, and they were talking about, okay, you can be you and I can be me. And if you're a guy, maybe you want to clean the house. That would be nice. If you're a girl, run a company. It was this cool idea of a collage of ideas. And so we got to the second summer, and I went, so now what? And I couldn't find. It was like, okay, well, we should talk about something important that worked. So since the sec- 1990, we have written a piece starting with the kids and saying, if you could change the world, what would you change? And then they tell us. They write. There's about, over the years, probably 30 different uh, professional poets, songwriters, lyricists, and some who are mailmen by day and, and rock stars by night, who then contribute. So adults contribute. Kids contribute to an idea. This year is taking care of the planet. It's called Earth and Soul. They contribute for nine months. We write the work. We put it on its feet in July with this international company, kids from Australia and China and all over, Italy, Israel. We produce this international company of children that are looking at an audience and saying, hey, pay attention. But you don't feel preached at. You're like, wow, that was great. Oh, my God, I laughed. Now I cried. Oh, that should change. So we've now each year written a piece Uh, Some pieces we've done two to three times. We come back to them and go, oh, what's changed? What's solid? Um, And so these original works, when we get to the school year, we audition for what we call our resident company, which is not normal for kids either to have a resident company. Right. They study together during the week. They keep the show that we've produced in the summer on its feet for nine months. And because they all go to different schools, so 50 kids, you know, from all over the Metroplex, We don't take them out of their whole life and disappear for nine months. Most of the time we're in North Texas, most of the time. But then last week we performed at Disney. So once a year we select a city, D.C. or a city in Albania or Italy where we've had kids. We go to that city as a company to perform in venues. You want to have Disney on your resume. How cool is that? You man. want to have that experience. We go to uh, kids who can't find us. So we go to a Boys and Girls Club, show up and say, hey, man, come on. You can dream too and remind them. We typically try to find a company of kids like us. City Kids was in New York. They're touring. And then we study with professionals that that area is is known for. Oh, all right. So in L.A., it's going to be film and the music industry and acting. And when we go to D.C., it was more government-driven. And how did you land in D.C.? And can we talk to you? Um, And then in a lot of places, we land in the mayor's office. So we're also seeking from Betsy Price, our mayor, to connect to the mayor and say we represent Fort Worth. So the study tour is the long reach out, but because these are kids who have families and they have school and they have, you know, regular life stuff. It
0: was the biggest question I probably had just about them touring mm-hmm. because they're touring for nine months out of the year. Mm-hmm. And if you talk to anybody that tours, nine months is murder well, on the road for that nine... long. <clears throat> but yeah. I didn't know if it was week. A lot of times when you have yeah. kids that are doing anything, it's either during the summer. Yeah. Oh, it's actually usually just during the summer, maybe a few times during the weekends. Right. And during the school year, but that's really about it. But nine months and it's just a lot of regional stuff. And then you have And, and then always big, a huge big that one. That one big one that you make yes. out. And you do. A lot more than just perform,
1: yeah. At those, learning, yeah. <laughs> and... I mean, we were just in LA and their performances were um, at Disneyland, so cool. An exchange with a, a school, an elementary school, they performed for us, we performed for them. A flash mob at LAX Southwest Airlines said, Yes, please. The plane was late. You can always do you, you can always want... rely
0: on Southwest, yeah. We yeah, went and I said, Do you Southwest. want a
1: little song? and they Correct. went, Yeah, sure. So <clears throat> Yeah, very cool.
0: Okay, so with this company, 50 to 60 kids, 6 to 18, does that include any of the international students, or is that only during—
1: Only occasionally. We've had international kids when, for some reason, they're living in Fort Worth. Okay. And we've even had some international kids who were with us in the summer, came back to go to high school, last year of high school in Fort Worth. International right now is either— that we're going to that city as our study tour, our once once a year huge leap away from DFW, um, or it's in the summer. In the summer, then they're free. And so we get there here for a month, usually 40 or 50 kids from five or six different countries. Um, and it's extraordinary. They stay with our families, so they're home-hosted. And, you know, if you have a kid from Germany in your house for a month, You don't think of Germany ever the same again. And I know there are a lot of people now. The world is more accessible. But it's not so normal that you have somebody living with you every summer from a different country. Yeah. And so, and when our Israelis were here, then we hear the news differently. All of it is different. So we're global primarily in the summer. And when we go to another country, which it's about time for us to do that. It's been two or three years since we've been to another country.
0: I think talking about this is, is a great way to start talking about a little bit more about the different programs that you have uh, and, and how they're set up. Before we get to that, how did you start grabbing all these kids from around the globe to come in during the summer and start working here and I staying there for a month? I
1: wish it was because I could say, because I'm a genius. So that's why <laughs> I did. I, that's not true. Life happens to you. What happened was Sister Cities was starting. Bob Bolin, our mayor, I knew. And I went to the sister city's office and I said, I'm a musical theater actress. I'm one of my specialties is creative dramatics. And we had a sister city in Italy and I wanted to go to Italy. So I was introducing myself, going, I would love to go to Italy and go teach some classes in Italy. I'm thinking that would be really fun. What happened was they called me and said, What's that thing you do in the summer? And I went, That thing, oh, kids who care. And they went, Yeah, that. Do you want some Italians? And I went, Dear. God, okay, that's when I went, I better get in a theater. Right now I'm in a basement of my church, which is so cool. So they said, great, well, how about some Italians to come do Kids Who Care? None of them, (laughs) the three boys that came were ages 14 and 15, none of them had any idea that they wanted to do theater. They just wanted to come to Texas because we are like a foreign country. Uh, We had three Italians who got off a plane, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm international, I didn't intend to be. I just wanted to go to Italy. <laughs> but then once that started, then I immediately after that experience said, we have to go to Italy. Because if those families and the city can meet us, they will always send us their children because we are different. We believe in kids. We're changing kids. We want we want them to be more than artists. So within nine months, we went to Italy. And showed up at their city council and met those families. And so uh, that exchange is solid and lovely. And then we just added cities along the way. So you
0: were saying that these Italian kids showed up before you moved into Scott Theater. So this has been a part of the organization since nearly the beginning?
1: As soon as we, yes. the, The two summers that I did this apart from going into the cultural district with it. Yeah. It was just me and all the kids that I knew all year long. Come on, let's do a show. Kind of like that, you know, hey, let's do a show. Let's do a show. Let's do a show in the backyard. Sort of that feeling, except that I did it professionally. But I didn't have a sound engineer. I punched go on the cassette player. Thank Mm, you very much. It was very very sophisticated. Side A. Yes, yes. So good. Um, But when we got this phone call from Sister Cities and the Italians were coming, and I was ready to be in a venue, and I still couldn't afford all the people I knew, so I asked them to just come help me. I mean, it was lights up. Lights down, that was it. But and we only had thirty-three kids and I had no money to advertise. So I just said to these thirty-three kids, tell them, tell your friends, we're doing a show. There's five hundred seats and we're gonna have fun. And uh, I'll never forget the guild said of Fulver theater, would you like us to bring some cookies for your skit that you're doing? So, of course, I'm a theater person going, it's not a skit, it's a production, but I'm thinking, you know, be calm. And I said, sure, bring some cookies. So they came in the stage door with two plates of cookies for our 33 kids and thinking, maybe they'll have, you know, 75 people. It was packed, there was standing room only. Awesome. And what happened then was at the end of it, the parents said to me, now what? And I went, now what? And they went, well, we can't go back to what we were doing. So now what are you going to do? What happens now? And I went, what well, does happen now? So Bill Garber, who was then running Fort Worth Theater and such a darling man, I said, well, can we stay here? And that's when I said, well, let's tour this show. Let's tour Free to Be a Family. And if we're going to tour, we ought. And then I said to myself, ah, how would I teach kids if it was up to me? I didn't hire anybody who didn't like kids. I was done with that. I worked with lots of kids, lots of people who liked kids, lots of people who didn't. I didn't need that anymore. You know what? So, I saw that
0: on your website. It was like, we are working <laughs> with adults who want to be around kids. I mean, yeah. it's on the website prominently. Good. I'm glad it, you that got is, that message. I mean, that was definitely a message that came across. Once again, the website, kidsyoucare.org. But yeah. yeah, it was the people who are going to be here and around these kids, they want to be here. They're professionals in what they do. And they also have an interest in helping these kids learn things yeah. outside of the theater.
1: Yeah. Who cares? You and I don't want to work with people who don't like us. And we don't have control over that, okay? But I have control. I founded it. And occasionally, I've done it wrong. But it's really hilarious when you hire the wrong person who doesn't like kids, and they show up to a company of a hundred kids in Peter and the Starcatcher. Because all of our adult ro- adult roles are played by adults. Okay. Kids aren't playing kids' roles. We just choose shows that have lots of kids. There's lots, lots of Lost Boys slash girls. Uh, so we. Sh- but Captain Hook is a proper. Adult actor Major Attaway, who's now on Broadway in Aladdin, he was fine with kids. And it's my first question Do you like kids? Do you like them in your face? I mean, do you really like 24 7 children in your face? And if they go, not so much, I go, thank you very much. And I don't hire them because I'm not trying to create a perfect world, but if you're trying to form a brain and you there's plenty of time to run into to mean people, whatever. They exist anyway. But if you're going to come to a place to become what you dream the most about in your deepest soul, you need people to go, yeah, you should do that.
0: The arts can be kind of cold, especially yeah. from a business standpoint. It can be – <laughs> yeah. it's a rough business. It is
1: a rough business. It seems
0: like it's all fun, but once you're an adult and really it's doing hard. it, it's hard. It's yeah, very, it's very hard. hard. Do you think the adults – What actually, better question, what do the adults get out of Kids Who Care that work with this? Oh,
1: I love you asked that because they get to remind themselves why they're doing this. Um, because the adults in something like Peter Pan, all right, so those adult roles we could all, you know, pick out who are those people – uh, but also, when we do our original works, the, the, we fill the front row with cameos. So all of our adult friends who do this for a living, the show is happening, and at some point they step up, and they do a monologue or a song, or they become part of a dance. And then they sit back down, and they say, oh, my God, breath of fresh air, because they get to watch kids who are really good and really prepared, but are in it for the right reason. And they go, ah, oh, that's right. That's how I felt when I was six. I don't want to forget how that what that is. Because there's no reason to stop believing that what you do matters. Do um, the kids,
0: and, and, and also I guess the parents, do, are they kind of surprised at what they actually learn by doing the things that you're doing? Because yeah. I feel like you've done a really slick job of, of kind of uh, putting the medicine in the pudding. Yeah. And they don't know that they're learning these life lessons and they're figuring things out and they're learning how to be responsible and how to be an entrepreneur and why it's important to make money in addition to just creating art. Is it kind of funny for you to see how these people change over the years and not actually realize all they're getting? They just think they're putting on a performance of Peter Pan?
1: Yes, It is absolutely true that a parent goes, oh, my God, my kid shook somebody's hand or they're not hiding behind me. Or they say to me, "Uh, you know, what's what's your gross and what's your net? Was it earned or unearned? (laughs) When they're seven or something, they're going, what's that? What? What are you talking about? That's cool. But now, honestly, the question is important because at age 30, the thing that has to be different is we have to lead with where the combustion of arts And entrepreneurship, because as I turn the corner, so I hope I have 30 more years. That would be really cool because I have a lot to do. Um, What I hope is people go, oh, that's the place you want to send your kid if they're going to do anything in life. And you want them on stage with that group because they'll learn how to open their mouth and be confident. They don't have to be down center singing. They can just be in the mix and they're going to learn so much. So now the fun thing about being 30 years old is I know who we are. We're exactly who we were at the beginning. Now we need to articulate the entrepreneur side as intensely as the theater side. In fact, I was at a foundation not long ago and they said, Yeah, but you're a theater company. And I went, Yeah, we are, but but we are 150% theater and 150% business.
0: That's really that was going to be my next question. What do you do at Kids Who Care? Like you as its as its founder and executive director when you really kind of uh, push the layers away, are you teaching kids the arts? Are you teaching kids how to be productive adults? What is it that you really feel is like the true heart of what you're doing?
1: I That's a great question. The heart is to produce contributing members of society. At the end of the day, if we've done our job, they are participating. They're, they are the people who end up saying, yeah, I'll coach the soccer team, or they'll say when their kid is in school, okay, I'll lead that group to build the new gymnasium, whatever. They're, um, we want them to feel they are participating in our universe in a way for good. And it sounds so hokey to say it's all over the website. Our kids do believe they can change the world. But at the end of the day, they do. And when you talk to them, they're like, yeah, I'm going to change the world. And so you hit middle school and you have to remind them and then they're about to be seniors and go away and you're saying, don't don't forget, you can do it. And then when they come back, they're like, oh my God, I had no idea. We had a girl who says she got to her first stage management job and they had 25 people and she said, they are freaking out. Well, she just left a company where there were 175 people on stage and she went, I can't really tell them at a zero and then let's talk because I don't want to, I don't want to say, guys, this isn't hard. It's 25 people. Come on. So our, our kids learn how to think big and be humble about it and then have a plan. Don't just talk about something you want to do. That's okay. Whatever. Now do something. Um, I love that our children also know that they don't have to land in any theater space to be valuable to us at all. We are just as proud of somebody like Major Attaway, who's in Aladdin on Broadway, Jay Johnson, who was in On the Town, grew up in our company. Yay, team. Good. That's so cool. Well, we could get maybe a ticket when we go. Yeah, you're going to take us backstage. That's cool. But I adore that we get a message from a kid who got an engineering degree and then decided to go back and get a teaching degree because he figured out, I got to I got to teach kids how to do this. Or an attorney who's in L.A. now that I hope we vote for for president someday. Alex Kiles, remember his name, beautiful, okay. beautiful young man who's now in D.C. And he said when he was a kid, I want to be president someday. I went, well, that's you should do that.
0: You should get on that. You should do that. You get a plan. You should Why not put that on the list and check it off? Uh, right. Okay. We, unfortunately, are, are coming up against it. You guys have a lot coming up. You're always doing something. Yeah, we are. Um, but the summer is busy for you guys. It's awesome.
1: It's ski season.
0: So, so uh, July is the 30th anniversary of Kids Who Care. You have a show called Choices. Choices. That is coming up. And everybody's a part of this?
1: Yeah. What happens is, in July, which is how we started the company, there are first grade through 12th grade kids from all over the world, literally. Um, Out of the 175 kids that are probably 40 or 50 from other countries, they come. We're in-house together for three weeks. We produce this original work that we've done two times before with all the bells and whistles. And we have a five-show run And everybody gets on planes and goes back home. It's also the center of Kid Power Leadership because you can also come for four weeks. So the week before camp starts, there are 60 to 75 kids who are also first through 12th grade and university students who are building the plan for camp. They're part of a whole org chart and there's security and food service. And um, that team raises all their own salaries. So you can actually have a job when you turn 16 in the arts. And so that's the sole, that's the clearest picture of who we are. International, huge entrepreneur system, producing a work to change the world in a proper theater space. The Scott Theater is beautiful with all the top designers. So at the end of the day, it's not the turkey play. And I love the turkey play. I love the turkey play. I have grandchildren in elementary school. I saw a beautiful performance but this is, oh, you're serious about this stuff. Um, so that's the soul of the summer. Okay. And so And we want kids not just from Australia, Dallas, Granbury, Abilene. I mean, Texas to participate as much as from around the world.
0: If people want to be a part of Kids Who Care, if they want to grab tickets to a show yeah. uh, that's coming up, what's the best way for people to do best
1: that? The best way is go to our website because you can register for camp or buy a ticket. But the reality is if you need a warm voice some of us do, just call 737-KIDS, 817-737-5437, and we have divine people who pick up the phone and actually care you're reserving a ticket, so you can do it the old-fashioned way, too.
0: I love it. All right, so what do you prefer? What is that moment that you, that feeling that you get? Is it before that first performance, or is it after
1: It's at the top of house when the show opens. And I know the standing ovation is coming. That's the moment. You look on stage, and everybody's worked their bunuelos off in the best way, and everybody's in it. And then you feel the audience in the finale about to stand. And I always sit on the back row to the last night, and then I'm on the front row. And I love it when I watch a true, not a, this isn't a courtesy standing ovation. This isn't, oh, my children are on stage. This is a legit audience that goes, oh, my God, what just happened? And they hop to their feet. That's the moment.
0: Well, they're going to have a big summer celebrating their 30th anniversary. It's Kids Who Care Musical Theater Company. I've been speaking with their founder and executive director and artistic director and probably a lot of other <laughs> job titles. That yeah, she's give me just some more titles. Mentioning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Deborah Jung. Uh, once again, their website, org. It's been amazing speaking with you. Thank you. I'd love I to love have you back. Here. Maybe bring some of the <gasps> actors next Please, time. Please, I'd love to bring— and we can figure out what the organization is like from their point of view.
1: Oh, seriously. A six-year-old will blow your mind. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.